What's going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Kevin Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world? What's going on, everyone? So it is Thursday. It means it is our DFS podcast. We're going to give you guys some players that we like, uh, maybe a lineup or two. Uh, and that pretty much is it for tonight. But uh, remember first to check us out on the website, www.cheatcodesports.com. That's www.cheatcodesports.com. We have articles that come out weekly, um, you know, de- uh, streaming defenses, weekly cornerback wide receiver matchups, a DFS article, um, a buy sell article, a lot of stuff on there that you can look at. Um, we have our ranks that come out weekly. We have the cheat codes up there and we have, uh, player projections up there. So look at all that stuff, you know, give us some feedback on what you guys think of the site. We put a lot of time and effort into it and it is all free. All right, guys. So we're going to start it off with the quarterback position this week. Uh, so we'll start with like the expensive plays, uh, for quarterback one guy, um, you know, I, I, right off the bat, I will say is Dak Prescott for me. He is actually my number one quarterback. The matchup that he has with Atlanta, we just saw Russell Wilson torch towards them. And, you know, I like what, you know, the passing game really kind of did the other day for, for Cowboys. I know they didn't necessarily get into the end zone much, but, you know, I, I did like what I saw from them, you know, targeting CD Lamb a lot, you know, targeting Amari Cooper, taking a sh- you know, deep shot to Gallup. Um, I think this week's going to be a big week for Dak. So to me, you know, he, he's one of the more expensive options that I, I like this week. Yeah, I like Dak. Um, really can't go wrong against Atlanta. I think, you know, Atlanta, you know, the formula is to throw on Atlanta. So. You know, I like – and also pass-catching running backs against Atlanta. I've been saying this for like three or four years now. You know, they just mm-hmm. – since the Dan Quinn era has started over in Atlanta, they just do not contain pass-catching running backs well. They just have never done it. You know, you saw Chris Carson last week catch, what was it, four or five, six passes, score two touchdowns. You know, and Zeke is a nice pass-catcher out of the backfield, so – you know, I see the Cowboys utilizing that, which is, you know, why we'll we'll get into Zeke later. I'm, I love Zeke this week. Um, but, yeah, I you know, I like Dak. You know, I think Dak is super safe. I don't have him as my number one because there's a couple of guys that I like a little bit better. But, yeah, I, I think Dak is super safe. And at 6,800, you know, that's that's 1,600 more, less than – or, no, I'm sorry, uh, 1,400 less than Jackson. So on DraftKings, yeah, yeah, on DraftKings. So you know, I like that. You know, and on FanDuel, I think it's a difference of I can tell you right now the difference between Dak and twelve hundred, twelve hundred dollars. So you know, it's one of those things where you know Dak is going to be super safe for you. You know, what I mean, I think he's a lock for three X, and you know, you should you you should uh, take advantage. So my first quarterback I want to talk about is obviously Lamar Jackson. You know, what I mean, Lamar Jackson to me against Houston. You know, we saw what Kansas City did to them last week in a rain game. You know, if they really, if Kansas City really wanted to, they could have, you know, dropped. Patrick Mahomes could have dropped, you know, 304 touchdowns in that game. You know, I mean, he just, the CEH was just running so well that they were just like, eh, you know what? Eh." And that could be a, a, a scenario that happens with Jackson, you know, in this game. I think, you know, Mark Ingram is a good play this week and, and all that. But honestly, Lamar Jackson is just so safe with his feet. You know, every single week, you know, he can get you 40, 50 every single week rushing. You know that, you know I mean, he's a he's 
viable to get into the end zone every single week with his legs. You know, that's six extra points. You know what I mean? And, you know, he's probably a lock for two, you know, a touchdown or two every single week. So, you know, and what I saw from him last weekend is really, really nice touch and accuracy coming from a guy that, you know, struggled a little bit with his touch last year. Um, you know, so I, I think Jackson is, is super dangerous and viable every single week in your lineup. And honestly, the quarterback is not as hard to get into your lineup, you know, in these sites as it, you know, as the running back. I mean, like if you want to get CMC in your lineup every week, you're paying 10 K. I mean, you're only paying, yeah, 10 grand. You're only paying 8,200 to get Lamar Jackson. So you, you take a little bit of a hit on, on a wide receiver that you like. So, you know, to me, getting Lamar Jackson in my in a bunch of my lineups is, is the way I like to go. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw another one out there. He's not really the most expensive option, but I really like him, especially DraftKings this week. Is Kyler Murray sixty one hundred dollars? And let me get my let me let me. I, I know Washington's front is good, but you know who else's front is good? San Francisco. And you know what Kyler Murray did? Ran for almost hundred yards against them. So if he's going to spend half the time running running away from this defense and running up the field and getting you know 80, 90 yards rushing, like I can see him doing the same thing in this game. If he's getting ninety yards rushing right off the bat, that makes him a steal, a, a great value at you know sixty one hundred. And on top of that, he's going to be throwing the ball like crazy. So. You know, and we saw how much he was targeting DeAndre Hopkins, which I don't think anybody expected, and I think everybody loved. You know, so yeah, I, I think Kyler Murray at this. I mean, I feel I thought that was cheap when I saw him on DraftKings for sixty one hundred. I, I I'm getting him into a lot of lineups. Mm, yep. Yeah, I like Kyler. I don't have really any issues with Kyler. Uh, to me, my other core, you know, there's there's actually a couple of guys this week that I really like, but my other guy is going to be Josh Allen this week. Uh, we saw Cam score two rushing touchdowns against the Miami Dolphins last week. You know, they had trouble containing him. We know that Josh Allen is is one of those guys that every week can put up 50, 60 yards. Also, you know, he's not going to, you know, have the 1,000-yard season that Jackson has. But, you know, against this team, you know, seeing how bad they were containing Cam in the running game, I could see, you know, the Buffalo Bills doing a couple of delayed runs with Allen, you know, getting him, in the, you know, into involved in that, you know, portion of the game. And if that happens, you know, it just opens it up for these wide receivers. I think at this point, Cam didn't throw the ball that much last week because he hasn't become acclimated in the passing game as where Josh Allen, we saw what Josh Allen did in the passing game last Mm -hmm. week. You know what I mean? He killed it. So Josh Allen is a guy I really like getting into my lineups and he's, you know, 6,700. He's he's just a hundred less than than Dak. And, you know, last week he scored 33 fantasy, you know, points last week for, for DraftKings. And, uh, you know, is a guy that, to me, I think is super has a super safe floor against this Miami team. All right. Uh, cheap options that I like. Um, I'm going to roll with Mitch again. This is the second straight week for Mitch Trubisky where he's actually a very good cheap option. You know, for last week he was like, ah, he was not looking good. And then he put up, you know, he wound up having a really good fourth quarter. I think it's, you know, you look what he can do this week against a Giants team that, you know, gave up three touchdowns and over 250 yards to Big Ben. Um, you know, I, we talked the other day about Allen Robinson. I think he's going to eat in this game, and I think he's going to be ultra-targeted because of the whole situation. I think he he's out to prove something. So I, I can see, you know, Mitch having a couple touchdowns in this game, and, you know, at $5,500 against this defense, I think he is a very good, uh, you know, like um, 
uh, low-priced quarterback option. Yeah, I agree. I like Mitch. I have him actually in a couple of lineups. Um, so I won't add too much more to that. My Actually, my favorite uh, cheaper option is actually Phillip Rivers this week. You know, mm-hmm. we, we saw what... We saw what happened to Green Bay in the Green Bay game last week. You know, don't get me wrong, I do not think Philip Rivers is Aaron Rodgers, but I also do believe that Philip Rivers has more weapons on his offense than Aaron Rodgers does, you know, as a whole. So, you know, the nobody on the you know, nobody on the Colts is as good as Devontae Adams in the receiving game, but T. Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, you know, Jack Doyle friggin' the running backs out of the backfield, these are all guys gonna get targets and I think we saw enough out of that Minnesota defense to know that to beat the way to beat them is in the passing game. So I could see Phillip Rivers having a similar game to last week, except instead of throwing, you know, two picks and an interception, I could see him throwing, you know, two or three touchdowns in this game and leading his team to a victory that way. Cause this Indianapolis team has to win this game. It's their first home game. You know, Minnesota showed last week that they're weak against the pass. You got to take advantage of that. And I think Phillip Rivers is a good way to do that. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. I just I just turned into one of my lineups to Steve and Philip Rivers is one of my quarterbacks in there. So I am a hundred percent on board with that one. Let's move into the running back position. So uh I'm gonna go out on a limb, Steve, and say Ezekiel Elliott's gonna be one of your high priced options that you like this week. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Zeke to me. Of all the running backs, Best this week. yeah, Best yeah, like, you know, knowing what you said about running, you know, uh, running backs catching the ball out of the backfield yeah. against this team, yeah, you know. I, you know, I just to me, Zeke, you know, I don't know if he finishes number one uh, on the week, but to me, he, he's a top three guy, like locked in. I, there's no way I see this Atlanta Falcons holding him to less than being a top three running back. So to me, Ezekiel Elliott's in all of my lineups. I don't have a lineup that does not have Ezekiel Elliott in it. I also, you know, think that if you're looking for, you know, one guy that I in particular, you know, cause I think me and Kev both agree on Ezekiel Elliott. So the, my other high price guy that I want to get into um, more for FanDuel than DraftKings, uh, just because he's not going to catch the ball all that much, is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry always seems to kill this Jacksonville Jaguars team. Like, they cannot stop Derrick Henry. If you remember, you know, for the past two seasons, both of his biggest games of the year has come against these Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he normally likes to eat them up at their house. You know, normally when he goes to Jacksonville, he tears them a new one. But... I don't think this Jacksonville team is good enough to stop Derrick Henry. You know, I think Derrick Henry is probably going to see 20, at least 25 carries in this game. And they might just mishmash this, this Jacksonville team. And I really like Derrick Henry and, and especially the FanDuel format, you know, for a hundred yards and, and a touchdown or maybe two, you know, I really like getting Derrick Henry into my lineups. Yeah, I, I was going to say the same exact thing. I don't know if Derrick Henry is the best for DraftKings because of the, the lack of catches, but even still, man, I mean, this dude's going to have a monster game. He he just always seems to run through Jacksonville, and we saw what Marlon Mack was on 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 route to doing before he got hurt. So I could see I can see Henry having a huge game. I told you guys yesterday, he's my number one running back on the week. Yep. Uh. So a guy I like this week, uh, another high-priced option that I like this week. Um, 
is Aaron Jones. And I talked about Aaron Jones yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, I think that Aaron Jones this week, after, you know, not really getting, you know, they didn't use him as much as they were last year, you know, in, in week one. And I think against this Detroit team, which, you know, we know is not very good. <laughs> Let's just be honest. You know, I, I think they're going to pound the ball with Aaron Jones. I do think that – I just think that Green Bay is going to going to march up and down the field. And I can see Aaron Jones having two touchdowns in this game, honestly. This is this is one of those games where I just think that they're going to they're gonna do whatever they want against Detroit. Uh, so, to me, Aaron Jones is another, another option that, you know, I, I don't mind getting in my lineups. And, you know, he's $7,100. It kind of leaves you with a little bit of a breathing room, you know, for – you know, other other guy to get, you know, other high priced options in there. Yeah, I like Aaron Jones. I mean, last year against them in their first meeting, he had a little bit of trouble. He had 11 carries for 40 some yards. But in the next meeting, he had 25 carries and 100 yards. So, you know, I like Aaron Jones as well. I think Aaron Jones will be used heavily in this game, uh, especially because I think Green Bay probably jumps out to a lead quickly at home, you know, against the Lions. So I, I would see, you know, I, I think that it would be uh, hard-pressed for the Lions to be able to stop really any portion of this Green Bay Packers offense. I, and, I, and to be honest with you, I think the Green Bay Packers run away with this division. So, you know, a- any matchup that they see in this division, I, I really like Packers players. So, I was going to say, I, I, maybe not against Chicago as much, but I definitely am on, with you on the – you know they're they're clearly the best team in this division, in my opinion. Yeah, and Chicago gave up a hundred and <clears throat> almost a hundred to Adrian Peterson last week, so their yeah. run, their run stopping game is, you know, yeah. it's looking rough. So uh, let's see here. My next guy is we're still doing going for like middle price guy. Yeah, I was thinking we're going to yeah. start going middle. All right, so if we're going middle price guy, I, I got actually a, a surprise that I think a lot of people are probably going to be a little bit hesitant on. And I'm not really hesitant, and I think he's going to be super low-owned, uh, and I like getting guys that are low-owned because people see the matchup. Uh, and my guy is David Johnson. You know, going up against Baltimore, it is a home game for Houston. You know, Baltimore was giving up the run pretty much last week. Yeah, they were. Pretty, yeah, pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, it just so happened that the Browns got boat raced and had to completely abandon the run, basically, as like a you know really far third option, you know, Basically. So to me, David Johnson is super safe. Whether this game script goes to, you know, heavy run and Houston tries to run to keep Lamar Jackson off the field, I think David Johnson gets a whole bunch of touches. Or if, you know, they start losing again, David Johnson is still going to be utilized as a, you know, pass catcher out of the backfield. So the floor and ceiling for David Johnson to me is very high. And a lot of people are not going to play him because they see this Ravens matchup and they're scared of it. So to me, you know, especially in tournament lineups, you know, I love getting David Johnson into my lineup this week because I do believe regardless to of game script, I don't care. You know, and these are the kind of guys that I really love to get in my lineups. You know, the guys that regardless of game script are going to be utilized. And that's David Johnson. So I, I really like getting David Johnson into my lineups. Yep. All right. So my one middle price guy I'll throw out there is Raheem Mostert. Um, Mostert is at $6,400. We saw him last week getting a little bit more love in the receiving game than I think we expected. I think we, you know, kind of knew McKinnon was going to be involved. Uh, But this week they get the Jets. And let's just be honest, like I'm not afraid of anything on the Jets team. 
you know, play period. And, and whether it's their offense or their defense, their pass defense, run defense, their pass game, their run game. I mean, this team, this Jets team might be the worst team in the NFL. It's, it's yeah, not far honest. off. Yeah. So, and I honestly, even if they were a good run defense, I think San Fran's got that kind of running game that they'll be able to basically do it on anyone. So, you know, to me, I think Mostert, you know, with adding the receiving, you know, aspect that he was that he had last year or the last week, I'm sorry. Um, I think Mostert's, you know, in line to have a pretty good game against this Jets defense at sixty four hundred dollars. Yep, I like Raheem Mostert, especially in DraftKings because he catches the ball out of the backfield. You know what I mean? This is an offense that is decimated at the wide receiver position. So yep. we know, you know, these running backs are going to, you know, they're going to get used. So I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, Raheem Mostert has a pretty safe floor. Uh, my next, I have two more guys in the mid-range that I'll talk about, but the next guy I want to talk about is Jonathan Taylor just because, you know, if you watched the game last week, Jonathan Taylor wasn't very effective running the ball, but he was being thrown to a lot. And if he's going to start the game off as the starter, you know, uh, I just think that, you know, Minnesota is going to try to bottle him up, but he is going to be used in the passing game. So for, you know, for DK, I could still see him with four or five catches, especially as much as, you know, um, Philip Rivers likes to throw the ball. And I actually like that pairing between those two. I like getting, you know, Philip Rivers or even Naeem Hines, you know, Jonathan Taylor, whichever guy you like better. Uh, I think the two touchdowns were a little bit fluky from Naeem Hines, so I'm not going to count on those this week. But I do think that Jonathan Taylor could finally find the end zone in this game. Uh, so I like getting Jonathan Taylor paired up with Philip Rivers. And then I actually like, you know, we'll talk about later, but, you know, throwing Paris Hilton in a lineup also. So, you know, pairing those guys up, I really, really like – you know, mix matching those guys. So Jonathan Taylor is a guy for me that I could definitely see with, you know, anywhere from 60 to 80 rushing yards just because of the way they're going to utilize them. And if they throw him the ball four or five times, I could definitely see him getting another 20, 30 uh, passing yards, you know, maybe a touchdown. All right. And I'm going to go with a guy that I don't think is going to be highly owned either coming off an injury. And that's Miles Sanders. You know, you guys know how high I've been on Miles Sanders. He's been practicing in full this week and it looks like he's going to go. If you look like if you, you know, Ezekiel Elliott looked good running the football against the Rams defense on Sunday night. Um, you know, I think this offense for the Eagles is going to have to depend on him a little bit more looking at how they looked. This week, like they're going to need that run game to take a little bit of pressure off of Carson Wentz. And if Aaron Donald's just coming up the field on this bad offensive line, that's also going to open Miles Sanders up for a ton of check down work. They're going to have to get the ball out of Wentz's hands quick. And if they don't, he's going to be dumping down to Miles Sanders. So I can see Sanders getting six, seven catches in this game and, you know, rushing for another 80 or 90 yards and, you know, getting into the end zone. We saw Zeke get in the end zone twice. So I, for $6,000, I, I think Miles Sanders is a really good get in your lineup this week. Mm, yep, I agree. I, you know, I don't really have anything too much to add, more to add. I, I think a lot of people are probably going to sleep on Miles this week because of him not playing last week. And mm-hmm. you know, to me, I like, I like getting Miles in the lineup because he's, I think, that guy. Like Kev said, probably not going to be too heavily owned on this, you know, in this game. All right, so my next guy, I actually, my next guy is actually Mark Ingram. So. Mark Ingram had, like I said, he had a terrible game last week. You, can't, you know, I mean, you could not have seen that game and been very happy with what Mark Ingram gave you. But in DFS, that's like the perfect time to pounce on a guy because people are upset about what he did last week. But guess what? 
they're going up against the Houston Texans. I mean, the Houston Texans last year to this team gave up over uh, it was over 250 rushing yards on the you know on the ground. That is a lot of yards to give up to a single team. Now in that game, Mark Ingram only had 13 for 48, but I do expect this game to be a little bit closer because for one they were at baltimore last year and baltimore basically boat raced the hell out of them they had no option but to throw the rest of the game and and deshaun watson probably had one of his worst games of the year against the ravens if you guys remember he was 18 for 29 169 yards and an interception he didn't even have a touchdown um but carlos hyde was good in that game you know but so like i said it's for me mark ingram is a guy that you know, he's go- he is the running back for this team. Don't get me wrong. They are sharing the load, but they did the same thing last year. Look at the numbers. So Gus Edwards had eight carries in that game, had 112 yards and a touchdown, right? If you remember, he broke a 60-yard touchdown in that game. But the rest of the team, not eight, 13, five, one, right? They got beat 41-7. to seven. If this game stays a little bit closer, which I do think it will, I don't think that they, you know, stay within – 10 i think they probably lose by 10 14 points but that game that being the game script that i'm seeing or you know, i and if you look at the if you look at the vegas numbers they kind of agree with me they do think that the texans are going to score some points in this game i think that mark ingram is going to be more heavily used i could see him getting you know 15 to 18 touches and if he catches a couple of balls out of the backfield you know that you're going to be real happy about that and i do believe mark ingram had two touchdowns against them last year he had yes he had three three catches 37 yards and two touchdowns against this team so he wasn't the greatest on the ground but he was involved in the passing game and scored two touchdowns against this team last year. So I like Mark Ingram, and he's a guy that a lot of people are not going to start because of what he did last week. Yep. Uh, uh, so let's move on to some cheaper options. I mean, I don't know if Naeem Hines is a cheaper option. He's 5,300. He's kind of like on the border there. So I'll just throw Naeem Hines out there basically for the same reasons as Jonathan Taylor. You know, I, I think that, you know, he's going to see love in the passing game and – you know, we saw him be very good last week, and this is a really good one, one-two punch. So, you know, I think Hines or Taylor, like Steve said, either one could be good in your lineup this week. Um, let's move on to some cheaper options. I'm going to throw one out, and that would be Benny Snell. Uh, you know, right now they're saying Connor's probably going to play. He was ready to go back in against the Giants, but if he's out, I w- I love Benny Snell at 4,500. 4, you know, Benny Snell – looked really good against uh, the Giants this week. They get Denver, you know, and Denver just gave up, you know, had 31 for 113 against Derrick Henry. So you can run on the team. Uh, So for me, you know, Benny Snell, if if, if no Connor in the lineup, I love Benny Snell this week in in uh, almost everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, I agree. I like uh, I like Benny Snell a lot. I told him he was. I told you guys he's my number one waiver wire pickup of the week, and that's because, you know, I think he can outright steal the job from James Conner if he has another hundred yard rushing game, and you know is any anywhere viable in the passing game. You know, Big Ben if he starts throwing to Benny Snell and Benny Snell can show that he's a, you know, relevant pass catcher. You know, you could see a situation where Benny Snell becomes the one. You know, the one and Connor ends up being the number two guy coming off the bench. So, you know, the injuries suck, but you, you continuously get injuries. That's what happens. Uh, my next guy, actually, I only have one guy that I'm actually really comfortable with this week. And that to me, that's Jarek McKinnon. 
Uh, Jarek McKinnon, especially in DraftKings, you know, overall else, you know, Jarek McKinnon was utilized in the passing game last week. Like I told you, this team is decimated by injuries. You know, I could see him lining up in the slot on some plays just so they can get him involved, you know, get him in space, catching some balls. You know, they're, that's the one thing about this coaching staff. They're very good at, you know, figuring things out and, and making, putting guys in situations to win. I mean, we saw it with every team that, you know, Kyle Shanahan has ever coached. I mean, like they always figure out ways to put up big offensive numbers and I could see McKinnon being heavily utilized with all the injuries. You know, you're bringing in Muhammad Sanu as a, basically a starter. <laughs> he knows this offense. He's coming in as one of the starters this week. That's, that's crazy. You know what I mean? So to me, I could see Jarek McKinnon being heavily utilized this week. Um, if you noticed after, you know, they had, uh, who went out? Oh, Kittle. After Kittle got, you know, hurt last week, McKinnon more and more started becoming relevant in the game. He started more and more being on the field because they needed a pass catcher out there. So to me, I think they make him part of the game plan this week and he gets a whole lot more love than he even got last week. And I, you know, I, I really like him. All right. Uh, I do have one more, and this is kind of a hunch, um, probably maybe more of a uh, tournament play, just given off what we saw from week one, but that's Antonio Gibson. You know, we just saw how much the the, um, 40, um, yeah, the 49ers used their running backs in the passing game, you know, with McKinnon and, and, and uh, Mostert. And, you know, I don't see Peyton Barber getting a lot of love in the passing game. And, and we, watching that Eagles game, like McKissick was not used that much. So I could see Antonio Gibson coming in. He had nine for 36. He averaged four yards a carry against a very good Eagles defense. And then on top of that, you know, he's definitely more of a passing downs back that can catch the ball. He was a wide receiver. So, you know, this is definitely a guy I could see having a very good week against this Arizona team. And, you know, to me, he 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 at forty three hundred. He's a good guy to you know put into a tournament play or something like that. Because I didn't, I don't think a lot of people are going to use him considering what we saw in week one. Yeah, I agree. I you know, I have nothing you know bad to say about it. I I think you know he could definitely have some some value, especially in you know in uh, you know DK. So let's go to the wide receiver position. So I guess I'll go first. I'm actually going to run off uh, my top three guys, and then you can go over your top three guys, guys, and then we'll kind of just collaborate and talk about it. So obviously Devontae Adams talked about him yesterday. He could be the number one guy again this week. I love this matchup against Detroit. I mean, you saw Detroit actually play pretty well against the pass, but that was against Mitch Trubisky. This is Aaron Rodgers, and Devontae Adams seems to be able to kill every team in this division. So Devontae Adams to me is a no brainer. I'm getting him in at least like 80% of my lineups because, you know, I just think he's going to finish the number one wide receiver. We talked about it before the end, before the beginning of the season. And, you know, it is what it is. I love Devontae Adams this week. My second guy actually is Allen Robinson. Like Kev said, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love Allen Robinson this week. Again, also, you know, the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know what I mean? As they say. And he's the squeaky wheel right now. So guess what? I could see Allen Robinson having 10 targets in this game, 12 targets in this game, and just going off against this, you know, this bad giant secondary. Uh, and my last guy is actually going to be a, probably a surprise to some people, but Mike Evans. Mike Evans going to Carolina. I think that if you watched last week, 
Tom Brady was trying to get him the ball deep. Like he threw him like four deep passes and he was doing nothing. And if there's one thing that we know about Mike Evans, when he has a terrible game, he comes back the very next week and almost always has a huge game. So it would not surprise me if Mike Evans has a hundred yards and a touchdown or two against this Carolina Panthers, you know, defense, you know, with, if you looked at the game last week, they couldn't stop the run. They, they really could barely stop the pass either. If you looked at what Higgins was doing to them, I mean, uh, Higgins rugs was doing to them uh, in the beginning of the game before he got hurt. He had 55 yards on, I think it was like two catches or something like that before he got hurt. And I don't see how they stop Mike Evans deep period. Like they just don't have the bodies to, to stop that guy. Tom Brady is going to utilize him a lot this week. And I really like, I really like him. All right. So Steve took two of my high price guys, (laughs) (laughs) but I got a couple more that I can, or at least one more. I know Um, Deandre Hopkins. I I don't see anybody on Washington stopping this guy. The only thing that could possibly stop Deandre Hopkins this week is that defensive line for Washington getting to Kyler Murray over and over again because there ain't nobody in that secondary that's stopping DeAndre Hopkins, especially if he's going to get targeted the way he did. Um, I like Adam Thielen this week. Um, you know, we saw how Minshew, how successful Gardner Minshew was throwing to those receivers, uh, and I could see Kirk Cousins being successful throwing to Thielen as well. So, you know, I do like Adam Thielen this week. Um, I think that, you know, he's another guy that could be, you know uh, – you know, just very targeted and, and, you know, take advantage of good matchups. Um, dang, man, my thing just went away. Um, and another person, another, and, uh, you know, both of the, the Atlanta guys, like I, you know, Dallas is secondary to me is not very good. You know, they're the same. They're kind of similar to what I was just saying about Hopkins with Washington. Like if they're, if they're able to get pressure on, on, on Matt Ryan, maybe that, that, you know, slows down these receivers, but I think these receivers are going to eat all day long. So Julio and Calvin Ridley, both to me are good options. Yep. I have nothing really more to add to that. I, I, I agree with you. I like both of those guys um, in DFS this week. Uh, my mid price guy, my favorite mid price guy actually is it's actually either one of the wide receivers for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, Michael Gallup or CD lamb, because we saw what the, Seahawks did to this Atlanta team. Dallas will be home. And honestly, my favorite guy to get is CeeDee Lamb because, you know, I just, he's cheaper for one. And for two, you know, he was just as targeted as anyone else on that team last week. And if you heard him after the, you know, after the game talking to, you know, the press, he was basically saying how he had a terrible game, which I did not agree with. He's 4,700 on, on DK. You know, to me, that's like I, and he had 10 fantasy points last week. You know what I mean? I could definitely see at home, you know, the Cowboys utilizing him a whole lot more against this, you know, Atlanta Falcons defense and him getting, I definitely think he gets in the end zone this week. So, you know, I like putting CD Lamb into my lineups and getting a, you know, a nice little gem for cheap. Stop taking my guy, Steve. <laughs> I'm taking one of yours before you even go. go so I'm saying Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. There it is. <laughs> Paris Campbell. Kev getting Paris. So another guy I like is T.Y. Hilton. We saw what, 
you know, we saw what happened last week. I told you already that I really like Phillip Rivers this week. I think there's a get-right game for T.Y. T.Y., you know, wasn't the greatest of, of fantasy players last week. And uh, this is one of those games at home. T.Y. always seems to kill everyone. And uh, I like T.Y. getting him into my lineups um, and redeeming himself from last week. Yeah. All right, so Paris Campbell is obviously going to be one of mine. Forty five hundred dollars on DraftKings. We saw how much him and Philip Rivers, you know, were the chemistry that they had. How much he targeted him. It almost looked like I said. I, I feel like it was very similar to Keenan Allen, like the way he Philip Rivers was using him. Um, he didn't target him as much as what he normally did with Allen. Allen to get like sixteen targets in some games, but you know, I, I can see Paris Campbell doing a lot of the same against Minnesota. We just saw, you know, Aaron Rodgers destroy them with, you know, like Steve said earlier, a lot less talent. You know, these wide receivers are much more talented than, you know, aside from Adams, the rest of those guys. Um and another cheap price guy that I like, honestly, is Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller is forty one hundred dollars, and we saw how much he was targeted against, you know, uh, the Saints. And I think that that's going to be a thing. I don't think that's going going away. You know, this is a Tom Brady type receiver, and you know, them short routes that you know, quick twitch, get out, get the ball out of your hands. That's what you know, Tom Brady is going to be looking to him. So to me, um. Yeah, I I think that Scotty Miller at forty one hundred, like I said, I think his floor is going to be ten fantasy points. So if you get twelve fantasy points from Scotty Miller, that's a that's a that's a smash week for him. And you get a smash week from a forty one hundred guy, that puts you in a really good position with the rest of your with the rest of your uh, draft capital, so to speak, in, in DraftKings. So Scotty Miller is one that I really like. Yep, uh, I actually have. Three tight ends I want to talk about. If you want to, you want to go first on your tight ends, Kev, or you want me, to, you want me to just go? Uh, you can go. Okay. So I have three tight ends that I want to talk about, and the rest of them I kind of, you know, are not. You know, I'm I'm mainly focusing in on these three guys. So my number one is obviously Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews just he he always seems to light it up against you know in in big games and this is a big game they you know i they won the first game but houston is uh, one of those teams where people get up to play because they know deshaun watson is a really good player and they you know this is one of those games where mark andrews i just feel like is going to have a definite touchdown i you know we saw what travis kelsey did to houston last week they couldn't stop him anywhere on the field and mark andrews to me is just very simple easy guy that i want to get in my lineups uh my next yeah, guy not, not not for nothing really quick Dude, somebody hates Bill O'Brien and the Texans. <laughs> to start them off with the Chiefs and Ravens, <laughs> like somebody hates Bill O'Brien, man. You are not lying. It's rough. That's a rough start. My next guy is it's actually Hunter Henry, right? So Hunter Henry, if you watched that game last week, a lot of people didn't talk about it, but the Texans were killing the you know Kansas City Chiefs with the tight ends. Like yes, they, they were. you know, the tight ends were having a field day against Kansas City. And Houston doesn't have good tight ends. Like the tight ends for the Houston Texans are not very, not guys that you're going to think to start any weeks in fantasy. So with Hunter Henry coming here, I think he's going to be a big part of this game, knowing that the Texans two guys did what they did last week against Kansas City. So I could see Hunter Henry having a really good game against against this Kansas City Chiefs. And my last guy is Tyler Higby. I love Tyler Higby this week. You know what I mean? I talked about him yesterday. You know, I let you guys know what I thought about, you know, 
Logan, you know, Logan Thomas playing, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles. They had they had trouble stopping Logan Thomas. I think the Eagles are going to try to focus on the two wide receivers here. I think Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are going to be more of a focus than than uh, Tyler Higby will be. And I think Tyler Higby has a, has a big game this week. I have him actually as my I think I have him as like my number three tight end on the week. I really like Tyler Higby a lot uh, in my rankings. So. You know, to me at 4,700, he's a guy that I can, you know, fit into any lineup basically and, uh, you know, have big things from him. I'm, you know, thinking big things from him. Yeah. All right. So my three guys, uh, I, I'm going to go with Kelsey. You know, you took Andrews. I'll go Kelsey. Um, Kelsey in the first meeting last year had seven catches for 92 yards and a touchdown against the Chargers. Um, the second time they played him was the last week of the season where, you know, they pretty much, I don't want to say they had things wrapped up. I still think they were playing for uh, the second bye, but, uh, you know, he didn't have as good a game. But the 7 for 92 and a touchdown, I do, you know, I, I can see those kind of numbers coming back from Kelsey um, this week. Um, a second guy that I like is, I talked about him uh, yesterday, is Hayden Hurst. Uh, same reason. Like, I just, I think last week Hurst was taken away by Jamal Adams. They made it a point to get Russell Gage the ball. Uh, because that matchup was a lot better than throwing to Hayden Hurst. I think, you know, what you're going to see going forward is more of Hayden Hurst getting the ball, getting some of those, you know, some of those targets that that you know Russell Gage saw. I think Russell Gage saw maybe 12 targets. Was it? I can't remember off the top of my head. I know he had nine catches, yeah. but if he saw 12 catches, Hayden Hurst had five five targets in the game. Um, 17 targets I can see them kind of balancing out where they're each getting nine you know and you know I feel like you know Hayden Hurst getting nine targets against this team and potentially getting in the end zone uh, I like Hayden Hurst and if you want a cheap option Steve just talked about him it's Logan Thomas I don't think Arizona's good at stopping the tight end just because George Kittle didn't have a good game I think that George Kittle was banged up and George Kittle was on his way to having a good game before he got really banged up so I think Arizona is more of the same. I think they're going to allow points to the tight end. Logan Thomas is $3,600. And, you know, he was the most targeted player on the Redskins last week. So if you want a cheap tight end option, I would go with Logan Thomas. I think he's a good play. Yep. And if you want a dart throw, if, if George Kittle does not play this weekend, which it sounds like he's going to, but let's just say he doesn't play. Jordan Reed is all the way at the bottom of the tight end pool at 2,600 on DK. And, Ooh, yeah. and he will be he will be awesome because he actually got targets in this game in the in the first game. So yeah, he did. So and he and on draft King, or on FanDuel he is he's bare minimum four thousand. So you know he's a guy that if there is no Kittle he's going to see a bunch of targets and a guy that I would definitely get into my lineups. All right, so um, I'm just going to go right off the bat with the defenses. I don't think we even need to talk about them. I think the top four defenses are all good plays this week. you got the Niners against the Jets, Bills against Miami, Steelers against Denver, and Bears against Giants. I, I think you can – whatever one you want to throw in your lineup, feel free, and I think you're in a good good spot. I don't even think we need to add anything to those no. – to that. You know what I mean? Nope. Uh, what about some cheaper options? I'll throw one off the bat that I actually like and – you're not going to like it, Steve, but it's actually the Dolphins. Um, oh. And the reason I like the Dolphins, honestly, all right, so the, the, the strength of the Dolphins is actually is in their secondary. Um, so I can see them putting up a good fight against the the, the Bills' pass 
you know, the pass offense. And I don't like what I saw out of the Bills run game in the, in week one. Um, so seeing that I can you know, I do think that Josh Allen is going to lose his legs. And honestly, you know, when you said that earlier, it kind of made me think, oh yeah, you know, we're dealing with Cam Newton 2.0 here. So it could be more the same of what we saw in week one, but still, I, I think the Dolphins are going to be able to neutralize this Bills, this Bills offense. I don't think they're going to shut them down, but I can see them getting a turnover um, and, and kind of, I don't want to say keeping it close, but because I don't think the Dolphins are going to be able to score, but I can see the Dolphins doing a good job on defense and, you know, and, you know, they are only $2,100. They are one of the lower price defenses. So I, I like the Dolphins this week. Yep. And for me, um, I actually have two defenses that are cheaper priced that I actually really liked a lot this week. And one of them is the Jets. They're bare minimum 2000. And the reason I like the Jets is, like I said, the, the 49ers passing game is just decimated i mean kittle is hurt and all their wide receivers are basically hurt yeah i, th- I think iuk is coming back this week it looks like so we'll see yeah. what we get it to see what iuk looks like you know their first round pick yep and the jets are home so the 49ers are traveling all the way from san fran to new york to play the jets um the jets you know i just think they can get some sacks on this 49ers team i think they might you know force them to become one dimensional and the jets actually like i said like kev said last week they held the bills in check in the running game so i do think they have the ability to stop the run and if the 49ers do get in a situation where they're not able to pass all that much and they have some difficulty throwing the ball you know i could see this jets team holding them to you know a few points. I don't think this is. I don't think this is a high-scoring game by any stretch of the imagination. I think Vegas has this as like a 41 over under, a 42 something like that. So they don't believe it either. Uh, so I like the Jets' defense as a really cheap defense to hopefully get you. You know, and last week I, I believe they had what did they have in fantasy points last week? They had. They did end up with seven fantasy points in that game. So, you know, they got a couple of sacks. They got a couple of turnovers in that game. So, you know, I can see something similar out of this Jets team. And the other team that I actually like is the New York Giants, believe it or not. I mean, they're 2,400. Yeah, they're 2,400 going up against the Chicago Bears. Honestly, Chicago should not have won that game against the Lions last week. They look terrible. I could, you know, and if you looked at what the the Giants did on on defense last week, they they were actually... A lot better in the passing game than I thought they'd be. They weren't great by any stretch. Juju killed them. You know what I mean? But they did limit, you know, Deontay Johnson. You know, if it wasn't for Washington catching that short touchdown, he wouldn't have done much. You know, they they did a pretty good job, and they were able to get to Big Ben a couple of times in that game with a really good offensive line of the, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't think the Chicago Bears offensive line is all that good. So I could see, you know, Mitch Trubisky at a home game, getting, you know, some pressure, throwing up a ball or two, getting a pick, you know, a pick or two. And a lot, a lot of people are going to be playing this Giants defense because of what happened last week against Big Ben. And this ain't Pittsburgh. I mean, this is Chicago. I just don't think that the Chicago offense is something you really have to worry about. So I could see, you know, the Giants being a little bit better than people expect. Yep. All right, guys, that is it for today. Uh, that is our DFS podcast for the week. So uh, we will be back tomorrow to break down and, and go over this weekend's games. We will keep it shorter than last week because let's be honest, last week was long. Yeah, that was long. <laughs> yeah, so uh, remember to check out the website, www.cheatcodesports.com, www.cheatcodesports.com for all that good stuff that we mentioned earlier, the articles, the rankings, the cheat codes, and the player projections. And until next time, peace out, guys. Peace.